0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
1: Well, do we need a seniors advocate? We had one for a while, um, but in 2019... Uh, it was gone when the UCP was elected. They took that job and rolled it into um the health advocate's portfolio. Okay? Um But there are calls to bring it back. A specific designated seniors advocate for the province of Alberta. Public Interest Alberta and the Friends of Medicare are two of the groups leading the charge to see this office reinstated in the province. Why? Let's find out. We're going to speak with Chris Galloway, who is the executive director of the Friends of Medicare. Uh, Mr. Galloway, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it.
0: Uh thanks for having me on and happy seniors week. Is it seniors week this week? It is. That's yeah. Perfect.
1: Okay. Well, happy seniors week. You're absolutely right. Um okay, first of all, let's just define when we talk about a seniors advocate. Give us some detail. What what would that person or office be tasked with doing? What would be the job description, if you will?
0: Absolutely. You know, it's an office we had before. It was a newer thing, but it's an office that exists other places like BC. Um or you could think about our own children and youth advocates here in Alberta. They they have powers to look at systematic issues uh, uh, in systems and the government and programs that are being offered and provide uh, recommendations or advice without any political interference. And they also have the power to support folks with independent uh, individual investigations, that kind of work. Um, so really it's taking a step outside of the government or the department and that interference and saying, hey, what's happening? I'm going to look at this. I'm going to provide recommendations. I'm going to support people who are having cases that are, are not going well and they're not being properly treated. So it's really a place for folks to go uh, when they're having issues, but also a place to look at these issues through a different lens and really look at what's going wrong in our system. We recently saw the Auditor General reports on long-term care to show just how badly we're doing in our long-term care system here in Alberta. Issues like that that could be flagged early on that don't get to where we're at Uh, would be abuse and also just we hear constantly from seniors and seniors groups that they need somewhere to go when they're struggling to deal with a program or a system. They don't know where to go. They don't think they're being treated correctly. Uh, They really want somewhere they can call or send a message to and get some support.
1: Um, okay, that that makes perfect sense. We've got a place for them to go and, and and you talked a bit, you know, investigations, things like that. The process that these advocates, and like you say, we have them when it comes to children's services and things like that, so there's sort of a template we can follow. In, in terms of the powers they have and the change they can bring about or the help they can provide, what's that process look like? It starts with the, hey, I've got a problem, I need your help. Where does it go from there?
0: Yeah, when you have an independent office with an advocate, they have the power to decide to which things they're going to investigate or prioritize or report on. Um, So some of that is up to what the advocate's hearing or their their choice of what to look into because obviously they can only do so much. They're usually a small office with a a small team. Um, But if they're hearing the same thing over and over again, like an example right now we're hearing is from home care over and over and over again for folks saying it's not meeting their needs, they're not getting the answers they need, they're needing to appeal decisions all the time. We should be looking at that. Why is that happening? What's going on? And how can we fix that? So we're actually providing the service we're supposed to be providing.
1: What, when we talk about seniors advocate, like you say, it's an office, right? So, I mean, in terms of not just cost, but personnel. And I mean, how, how, what does it, what's the actual office look like? If we base it on what we're seeing with the other ones, I mean, it's, it's not a ministry, but it's a pretty large operation, right?
0: They're they're not usually that huge. It would depend what they wanted to fund it for to start it out, too, yeah. right? Uh, you have the advocate, and you usually have a few support staff, depending what they're working on, depending on the demand. And we would see the demand uh, if we brought it back. We know the last advocate uh, provided quite a few good reports uh, with not a very large team, right, uh, with some support from the ministry. But it, it doesn't have to be a huge expense. It's something we could bring back right away to show that respect to seniors, Uh that we could build up depending on the need and the demands that we had. It's not a huge ask. It's a small piece within a large budget and really the government's mind that they've rolled it into the health advocate within the department doesn't sit right with us. Not every senior's issue is a healthcare issue, first of all. Uh, but that's also yeah. someone within the department who is. It's not the same as an independent office that has powers to investigate or support people.
1: And then, what's the relationship with government? It's recommendations. It's reports. They can't act. I mean, it's it's almost like a consultant role, correct?
0: Yeah, they report to the legislature, so they would report saying, you know, we've done this reports, here's our recommendations, here's the issues we've identified, you should act on them. And that's a publicly available report to them. It's not advice to a minister that we never see or have to try to avoid, but it's a public process.
1: Taking a look at where we are, and and like you say, it is Seniors Week, so let's talk about this. What are some of the issues right now that you think an advocate would be able to help with? What issues are are, are coming up that you think we're we're letting our seniors down right now?
0: Yeah, well, we're hearing all the time from seniors that they're struggling. We're all struggling with the cost of living crisis, but many seniors are you know, in a fixed incomes or in different situations. Uh, so we're hearing stories of people cutting their drugs or choosing between rent or food or their medications that week. And we saw things with the last government like the cutting of the seniors' drug benefit. And what impact has that had on people's lives? We should be looking at that and what the real cost of that is to our healthcare system if people aren't taking their medications properly. But there's all sorts of issues like that. And just overall, you know, we have a child and youth advocate. Partially because children are more vulnerable in our society for various reasons. And the same can be true for seniors. They're more vulnerable to exploitation. Often we count on them to have family or others to advocate for or with them. And if they don't have that, they're really left alone without that support. So it's looking at these systems and our programs through a lens that sees the seniors' experience in those systems, which may be different from everyone else's.
1: Chris, I, I appreciate you being here. It, uh, it's an interesting conversation. We'll see what, uh, where it goes from here. Thank you. I, oh, I, I should ask, have you, have you had any response from the government? Is there any interest in, uh, I mean, they got rid of it in 2019. Any you know uh, chance that they're interested in bringing it back in 2023?
0: Well, we know there's going to be a new health minister and a new minister for seniors, and we're hoping they'll be open to yeah. meeting and discussing this with us and the many seniors organizations we're working with on this truly talk about why it's important. The last government made the choice, they did, and they didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, desire to revisit their own decision. But we're hopeful with some new people at the table, a new premier at the table, they might uh, look at this in a new way. Gotcha. Okay. Chris, thank you so much.